shalt vow, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight. We give you all the praise. And we ask, O Lord, that you speak to us tonight. Let your word come alive. Let grace be made manifest in this meeting. Bless the hearers. Bless uh, those of us that are speaking. And help us to communicate your truth in Jesus' mighty name. Let there be liberation. Let there be healing. Let them be set them free. Let people come to know you the more. Let them come to a higher revelation of Jesus. And let this meeting be a blessing to the people out there. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We want to welcome you to another beautiful time. It's our midweek service. And it's going to be a wonderful time in the presence of God. Yes, you're welcome. And... Tonight's topic is Divorce These Ten Mindsets and And Be Truly truly Happy. It's a wonderful message, especially to the married folks. Um, We want to talk about our thoughts and our mindsets, how they affect our happiness in marriage. Now, your thoughts or your mindsets are very powerful and um, um, it's very powerful like I said and you have to be mindful of what you do with your mind and what you allow in your thoughts you cannot just allow any thoughts to fly Pass your mind and just allow any thoughts to go through your mind. Now, the mind rules the man. Where the mind goes, the, the man will follow. That means if a man is successful or is not successful, you have to check what is going on in his mind. And as it pertains to our marriage, if you have a successful marriage, or you have a marriage that is not so successful, you have to check what is in your mind and what is in your thoughts. Now, the mind um, is the seat of our thoughts, our will, our emotions, and our intellect. Uh, Now, most marriages are destroyed because of these negative mindsets. Negative mindsets will lead to um, your marriage being destroyed. So that means you have to check the kind of mindset you you, you have or you are entertaining. Um, Todd John 
1 and, and verse 2. Let's open our Bibles there and read. It reads, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Even as thy soul prospers. So that means what goes on in your mind affects your own body, affects your own being. The prosperity of the man is traceable to the prosperity of um, the mind. Okay, now, these thoughts, we have um, two, we have positive thoughts, we have negative thoughts. Negative thoughts, like thoughts of rejection, uh, selfish thoughts, divide, malice, um, uh, insecurities in marriage, and all those kind of thoughts have potential of destroying your marriage. And now we also have two, two sources of these thoughts. The, your thoughts can either come from God or from the devil. Now, the Bible uh, didn't leave us ignorant of what to do. He knows, the, the Bible knows that these thoughts are available. They are, they are something we have to battle with. And that is why in the book of 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5, it reads, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He says, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So that means from that scripture, there is something we have to do with our thoughts. What do you do with negative thoughts? What do you do with thoughts of insecurity? What do you do with thoughts of, of, of malice, of strife, and all those? It says you should cast these thoughts down. Whatever goes on in your mind is your responsibility. You, you can remember in Genesis, uh, the book of Genesis, when God created man. He puts man in the garden and says the man should till the land, he should cultivate it. It is your responsibility. It becomes our responsibility as husband, it becomes our responsibility as wives to make sure we take charge of our minds. Amen. Now, you take charge of this mind, like I said, by casting down imagination. Amen. You cast down this imagination. Any negative thoughts you can see in your life that is not um, helpful, that is not godly, you do what? You pull it down. You use scriptures. The word of God is powerful. Every word of God has the capability, has the capacity of um, pulling down these strongholds. Amen. You have to pull down the strongholds using God's word. And of course, that's the battle, uh, uh, that's the, 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 the fight of faith that we should engage in. So, um, we'll be looking at 10 of these mindsets tonight. 10 of these mindsets tonight. Okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, um, just like as Pastor Sophia said, uh, we need to come to a place where we uh, deal with negative thoughts and find a way to refuse and reject them. We cannot continue to accommodate negative thoughts and then also believe that things are just going to work out fine. Because what goes on in our mind 
has a lot to do with where our life moves to eventually. Uh, we notice that the Bible says that um, out of the abundance of the earth, the mouth speaks. And then the Bible makes us to understand that you shall say to this mountain, be thou cast into the sea, and if you not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that that which you say shall come to pass, he said you will have what you say. And so where do what, what you say, where does it come from? It comes from your thoughts. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is speaking. So what we are saying is a reflection of what is going on in our heart. And if what we say is powerful and we can say things and we can move things in the realm of the spirit by our words, that means our thoughts are powerful because our thoughts are the foundation for the words that come out of our uh, mouth eventually. So we need to pay attention to our thoughts and the things we think every time. We need to pay attention there. So in marriage, in relationships, a lot of people go through broken relationships, uh, suffer broken relationships, crisis in marriage, and believe you me, some of these crises can be traceable to uh, wrong thoughts, a wrong set, uh, wrong mindset rather. And these mindsets are the things we want to look at tonight. How do we dislodge these mindsets? Pastor Sophia mentioned it, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God is a conscious effort on our part to bring it down and deliberately reject negative thoughts and refuse to cooperate with them. So uh, we are looking at these 10 wrong mindsets. Mindset that you don't want to accommodate in your relationship and marriage, of which if you accommodate them, it's not, there's going to be trouble at the end of the day. What are these mindsets? A lot of, a lot of relationships have been broken because of this mindset. A lot of marriages have hit the rock because of this mindset. And that is why we are identifying this mindset so that if you have such mindsets, you can extricate them from your from your from your mind and then you can deal with them. Number one mindset which is wrong in relationship and marriage is when you think or assume that uh, and say things like my spouse or my fiance hates me and only shows he loves me when he or she wants something from me. He he he, he hates me but is only showing love when he wants something from me. That presupposes that that relationship is, there are some manipulations there, some witchcraft right there. Now, if if it is uh, in the relationship context, then you want to say, uh, you want to take some caution and, and say, no, I'm not going ahead with this because this relationship is uh, full of manipulations, so there's no point for me you know, going through this kind of relationship. So you really want to find out. However, if you are already married, it's almost too late to say you want to get out in that sense. So what are you going to do? Assuming it is true, you want to deal with it. You want to confront it. You want to see counselors. You want to pray about it. You want to exhaust every option. All right? But most of the time, what we are saying here is that it's a wrong mindset that is, it is not true. The Bible says love believes the best. We have to believe the best of our spouse. If we, if we preempt our spouses and we have these certain uh, fixated thoughts about them, then what it means is that we're not going to have a wonderful time in our marriage. Because the things we think about them is the direction in which they will simply gravitate. 
Our thoughts are so powerful that even when they are trying to make things right and do things well, those thoughts and assumptions will influence your body language, will influence your voice tone, will influence your responses, and then you are going to react negatively and then it's going to escalate. These are the little foxes that uh, destroy the vine that we want to make sure we take care of and want to be careful about. So as married couples, you want to ensure that you don't have those type of wrong mindsets towards your spouse. But if you believe it is really true, that it's not the wrong mindset, that is true situation, I will advise that you seek counsel, look for pastors, mentors, people that are ahead of you, be married way ahead before you, and I've seen a lot of these things to help you to navigate through this period. Because the reality is that every issue you go through in marriage, there is a solution to that particular issue in somebody around you that God has placed around you. The Bible says in 1 John 3, 18, it says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. In other words, we want to make sure we love our spouse with the way we are supposed to love them. Hallelujah. That's very, very good and interesting. Number two of the wrong mindset we need to divorce ourselves from if we want to enjoy a happy married life is that there are no God's perfect will in marriage. Just marry anybody, bear his name, and don't expect too much. That's a very, very wrong mindset in that um, it leads either of the couple uh, to just be in the marriage without trying to put in any effort or to even be in expectation of anything good. Meanwhile, uh, it's good to enter marriage having expectations. Expectations keep the marriage lively. It keeps uh, you having something to look forward to. But if you are entering the marriage and you already feel there is not so much to expect in the marriage, it's like you are already uh, defeated before you enter into that marriage. Now let's look at um, Ephesians 5 and verse 25. Interestingly, God's word has solution to every of this mindset. Yes, yes. Uh, For every wrong mindset, there is a scripture. There is not just a scripture. There are many scriptures, but I'm sure God will lead us to a particular scripture that when we meditate on it, it will give us victory. It will change that mindset. And that is why the Bible says that we should be transformed by the renewing of of our mind. So it's not it's not wrong if you have this mindset. What is wrong about it is remaining and staying with those wrong mindsets. What we are supposed to do with wrong mindsets is we use the word of God to counter this um, wrong mindset. And then from God's word, we pick up the right mindset. We begin to confess this right mindset and then we enjoy victory in our marriage. Ephesians 5.22 says, Husbands, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for the church. 
Verse 28 says, So ought men to love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. So what you should do with this scripture is that you confess that my husband loves me. You confess it. You say it. My husband loves me. He loves me just as the church, just as Christ loves the church. You confess. You meditate on it. So when you see your husband, you see him as an epitome of love. You see him as as a gift, as someone given to you. And so it knocks off this negative mindset that there is no perfect, uh, there is no God's perfect will in marriage. That you just marry him and don't expect much. Anybody, any wife that 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 goes into marriage with that kind of mindset will see his husband, and the husband will not even mean so much to him. Yeah. Whereas you are supposed to enter into marriage knowing that yes, my husband loves me just as Christ loves the church. Verse twenty nine of that Ephesians five says, "For no man ever yet." Ated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. So you are full of expectation that in this marriage, my husband is going to cherish me, my husband is going to nourish me, and that will make um, you to 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 go into the marriage with the aim of building. With the aim of bringing what you have on, on the table. Bible says that a wise woman builds her home. Yeah. You know, in marriage, we are supposed to join our hands together and build. Amen. So if you have this wrong mindset, it's not going to make your marriage work. It's not going to make you happy in marriage. No matter what uh, your husband does or something, if you have the wrong mindset, it's going to affect everything because the mind, where the mind goes, the man follows. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, that's a powerful one. Uh, number three, wrong mindset. Uh, it says there are no blissful marriages. It only exists as a figment of one's imagination. There are no blissful marriages. It only exists as one's figment uh, of imagination. Um, let me tell you this, that uh, uh, people that think like this, the next question I want to ask them is, when did they conduct a census as to determine that that is a situation of things? When was the time they started asking people and they took uh, some data and all of that to arrive at this? People that talk like this is usually out of one wrong experience or something that happened to them that makes them to conclude like this. However, what you need to know is that when you continue to think like this, it's going to eventually affect your marriage. There's nobody that thinks that there are no blissful marriages and then will end up having a blissful marriage. It just doesn't work that way. You have to believe God and then believe that God has given you the best in your marriage and then believe the best for yourself and then believe the best for your spouse. And that positive attitude will help you to position yourself to enjoy yourself maximally in the place of marriage. Yeah, that's powerful. Yes. The fourth um, negative mindset is like the second one. It's like the number two. 
and that is husbands don't have the ability to love their wives. Husbands, they don't have the ability to love their mind. And if you have this kind of a negative mindset, uh, you are already concluding that no matter what you do, this man cannot love you. Why? Because you have the mindset that he does not have the ability to love you. We know yeah. that that's wrong because the word of God tells us that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. We can do all things. We have the ability. We, your husband has the ability to love you. Apart from that, the Bible also tells us that uh, God is love. And yeah. because we are his we are his children, we are a love children of a love God. And so mm. we possess love. Love is our nature because uh, the, the 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 child of of a um, of a of a dog is a puppy. You know what I want to say is uh, you will always have the nature of your father. Yes. And so once you are born again, you are not supposed to enter marriage with this wrong mindset. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to enter marriage with your mind renewed. Now, we have different sources uh, where these thoughts or mindsets come from. Our thoughts, our mindsets have their origin, have their basis, have their source in um, whether in the environment, in things you watch, in the things you read. You know, they come from um, from the external um from external sources apart from the devil now. Yeah. But what you see, what you read, what you hear people say, they inform uh, the kind of thoughts that you have. And I want to let you know tonight that um, these thoughts, some of us have these thoughts and we are in marriage. You have the thoughts that your husband does not have the ability to love you because you feel you are you are different. Uh, I'm a male. I mean, I'm a female. He's a male. Uh, our temperaments are different, and so he does not have any ability to love you. Uh, that is not true. Let's go through Romans chapter five and verse five. It reads, "Oh, make it not ashamed, because the love of God." is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. That scripture says that it is the Holy Spirit that shares the love of God abroad in our hearts. So it's possible for somebody truly not to have the ability to love. Very true. You know, we have evidences to, you know, maybe somebody that was a criminal before. Of course, that person doesn't have. But once we become born again, the scripture tells us that it is the Holy Ghost that sheds the love of God abroad in our hearts. So when you have the love of God shed abroad in your hearts, you have no choice but to just be a love being. And, and you have to begin to believe that. You begin to believe that. And like I said earlier, uh, the word of God is, we are supposed to cast down this negative thought using God's word. So what do you do? You meditate on this word. You speak them and you begin to see that the negative thoughts you have about marriage are not up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
Alright, we're, we're, so we're moving to number five. Number five, wrong mindset in relationship and marriage that you need to divorce, you need to run away from, you need to uh, do away with. Number five says, as a wife, I refuse to allow my husband full authority over my life. He will still end up hurting and cheating me. You know, a lot of people think like that, that, well, well, well the way it is right now, I'm not going to allow any man to just, uh, uh, be, uh, uh, be all dreaming around in the name of being the head of the home and all of that. Yes, we, we don't want anybody to order you around. We don't, we don't want you to, uh, uh, not be able to think for yourself. But the Bible says very clearly that wives should submit in Colossians chapter 3 verse 18. The scripture wasn't missing words right there where it says wives, you should submit. I see, but when you go into a relationship or a marriage with a mindset, no man is going to, you know, he, 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 he can, you know, he can set up a lot of conflict points within the marriage. Now, submission doesn't mean you are subdued and you can't think for yourself and you can't do anything. No, submission is simply allowing your husband to have the final say. Uh, the Bible says, just as Christ is the head of the church, the husband, the head of the wife. So you want to give that honor to your husband. We are not saying because you submit, you should not think, you should not do anything, and your husband should just, no, no, that's not what we are saying. But we are saying, allow your husband to have the final say in the home, because that is the order that God has created. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 19, sorry, Ephesians 5.22, it says, wives, submit yourself unto your own husband as unto the Lord. You know a lot of people submit themselves to another person's husband. For example, there are wives that submit to the pastor of the church, but they don't submit to their husbands at home. That's really, really wrong. There are wives that submit to their boss at work, but they don't submit to their husband at home. The scripture says here, submit yourself unto your own husband. Yeah. He didn't say you should submit yourself to another woman's mm-hmm. husband. So when, when you start submitting to another man who is not your husband, maybe by virtue of work or in church or in another setting, what you are doing is contradicting the scripture. Yeah. Are we saying you should not submit to those people? No, you should follow the guidelines in your place of work in the church and all of that, but never at the expense of despising your husband at home. Any wife that despises her husband, things may not work well. Why? You are violating the order that God has released. Forget about all kind of teachings that come around and people say, no, 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 you can't, I can't take that, I can't take this, all of that. Yes, we don't want anybody to take nonsense. We don't want anybody to take any devilish thing. But at the same time, you need to understand that the order that God has established and created is that Christ is the head of the church and the husband is the head of the wife, meaning that the, 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 the wife should submit and listen to our husband. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's awesome. Very, very awesome. Okay. Um, number six is that faithfulness in marriage is not real. Who? Cool. <laughs> Faithfulness in marriage is not real. Just pretend everything is okay and pray you don't get caught or catch your spouse in adultery. Wow. That's already signing to commit adultery. Mm-hmm. You know, um, marriage is a covenant um, 
covenant um, institution. It's a, a covenant because God intends that both the husband and the wife should enter into it with full commitment, 100% commitment. Yeah. Uh, it, it's as if you should enter into marriage and then blow up the, the, the bridge behind you as in sign with your life and that I'm going into this, I'm committed and that's all. Yeah. You know, we should go in committed. And being committed means we are ready to follow all the guidelines. We yeah. are ready to follow all the rules that leads to um, marital bliss. We are ready to follow God's injunction. We are ready to do it like the Bible says. Yeah. Anything outside of God's word or anything outside of what God says we will see in marriage, you are not going to permit it. Let's, let's, let's just say it that way. That you enter into marriage and say it's either this marriage works or it works. It's either this marriage becomes what God instituted it to be or it becomes what God instituted it to be. So you enter into marriage with that full assurance that if God says, um, I'm going to enjoy my marriage, so be it, then that mm-hmm. means I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If God says in marriage I should focus on my own husband, then I am focusing and there is no distraction so anywhere. If if God says give your all to you, I am doing that. You know, we should enter marriage with that kind of mindset, and that kind of mindset is the mindset that we eat the good of the of. of of, of the land, yeah. in, in other words, the good inside marriage. Now, this kind of mindset, the person is already signing in for destruction. There is no way the marriage will work by by this kind of mindset. Now, in Philippians two and verse two, it says, "Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded." That means the two of you should have this of the same mind. The same, same. It's very powerful, and that is unity. That is what happened when uh, they were building the Tower of Babel. Bible says they were of one language, yeah. one mind. Mm-hmm. When uh, the Holy Ghost wanted to come upon uh, the people, the disciples, Bible says they were in one place, in one accord. Yeah. When we are in one accord in marriage, when we are like-minded, when we are uh, having the same love, that's what the scripture says, uh, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. When we are one, when we are as one, that is when the power of unity is experienced in marriage. That is where uh, we will say it. We will, we will say something, and it will be done as well. That is where in marriage, couples will stand together in unity to pray about anything, and it will never be denied them. That is when they will join their hands together in agreement, and they will have what they are requesting. Mm-hmm. Now, the the, the the plan of the devil is to make sure that there is no unity in marriage. And that, that is why the devil is so much on, 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 on the attack over homes and marriages to make sure that they have this wrong mindset. 
Because once they have the wrong mindset, remember I say the, 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 the man follows where the mind um, leads. Once they have this wrong mindset, they will never be in unity. So you knock off that negative mindset with Philippians 2, verse 2 saying, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same mind, being in one accord and of one mind. Amen. Praise God. All right. Um, that's a beautiful one right there. You want to make sure that um, uh, faithfulness is a must in your marriage, in your relationship. All right. I have been at wrong mindset. Let me say this to all of us that at the end of this broadcast, we'll pray for those who have sickness in their body and need healing. We're going to join hands together in agreement and we're going to pray for you. We're going to trust God for healing over your life, any sickness, any disease, I want you to trust God for healing because God's healing power is real and is available for us at this time and in this season in Jesus' name. All right, number seven, yeah, that's where we are. Number seven wrong mindset in relationship and marriage, it says you don't have to be 100% sincere, open or transparent. It's not worth it. My mind. You know, when, when, when you come with that kind of mindset in a marriage that, well, I don't have to be uh, transparent all the time. I don't have to be sincere all the time. You guess what? You're already breaking the covenant of marriage even before you start off. You see, when the Bible says in uh, uh, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 25, that they were both naked and the man and his wife were not ashamed. What the Bible is saying here is that they are open to each other. They are transparent to each other. Can you imagine there are some couples, the wife is building a house and the husband doesn't know about it. I mean, uh, there have been instances where it is at the time that, you know, the, the wife... Uh, He's dedicating the house. The husband gets to know and he just faints and dies of at attack. You know, it's terrible. You, you, you don't want to be in a marriage and then you start to hide. You see, the moment you begin to do that, you are laying the foundation for adultery. Because adultery only sits upon a place where there can be lies and insincerity and non-transparency. So one of the ways to deal with adultery, to after-proof your marriage, is to be truthful and be sincere with your spouse. You see, when you are not sincere with your spouse, when you hide things from your spouse, uh, what you are doing is that you are telling God you are not qualified for His blessings. Because that is an outright violation of the intent of God. You are also kind of blocking yourself from greatness. Because when you are insincere and you lie and you are not transparent, what the only way God can protect you is to take you away from certain kind of people, knowing fully well that if you are exposed to them, you might become so easily vulnerable and fall into some sexual sin. So we don't know, but every time we are not transparent with our spouse, we are tampering with the greatness and the gloriousness of our life. You see, this thing is deeply spiritual. And we have to understand how things work in the realm of the spirit. You don't want to live with a spouse you are not open to. You don't want to live with a spouse you cannot be transparent with. 
It's a wrong mindset to go into marriage and say you don't have to be hundred percent sincere. What does God wants us to do? Wants us wants us to be hundred percent sincere and open to our spouse. I pray that God will bless us in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray that God will help us in relating with our spouse the right way. Amen. And I pray that every negative spirit are destroyed from our home and marriages in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's very powerful. We have to be 100% transparent in our marriage. Amen. Alright. Um, number 8 of the wrong mindset we need to knock off uh, of our mind if we have to enjoy a blissful marriage is that without money in marriage there is no love. No money, no love. Then more, there is availability of money, then there is love. Ah, well, wrong mindset. That is a very wrong mindset. It's it's wrong. It's wrong. Uh, because uh, money should not determine love. Amen. Money should not determine love. If you go uh, through First um, Corinthians 13 about what the, the attributes of love, you will see that money doesn't have anything to do with love. Yes, uh, love, I mean, money kind of promotes love. You know, you, you, you are able to express your love better when you have money. Yes. Example, uh, if somebody's uh, love language is uh, gifts, you're able to express your love in the way your spouse will appreciate it if you can buy gifts. And of course, uh, it takes money to buy gifts. The more you can buy, the money, the more she will know that, oh, okay, my husband or my wife loves me. It's true, money is very important in marriage, but uh, it doesn't mean that without money, there is no love. First um, Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 10 tells us that it is the love of money that is the root of all evil, yeah. which some coveted after they have heard from the faith, and in this case, they have heard from the marriage covenant, from the marriage covenant, which has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with money. In fact, it is when you are, you, you, you are joined together with your husband or your wife and you have the right mindset and you trust God together, being of, of the same mind, uh, being like-minded, uh, being of one language, using the word of God, that's you will even prosper, that you will have money. So, you don't put the cart before the horse. Amen. Amen. Let things be in their right order. Be in one accord with your husband. Be in agreement with your husband, even if or when there is nothing. Because uh, life, life is in phases and men are in sizes. There will always be... Uh, Times when things are not so uh, so so good, everything is a process. Everything starts. Everything uh, that must go uh, up will always start small. There is nothing in life that doesn't build. Everything builds up. So you, you might have a time where uh, you you are just in not enough level. 
you know, you start with not enough level, you go into just enough level, and then you, you move on to uh, more than enough. That is the stages. So don't don't jump the gun. You go through stages in life. And another thing uh, that may fuel that kind of mindset is when you compare your spouse. When, when you compare your spouse, the grass is always green at the other side. The grass is, is always greener. Uh, when you look at another person, uh, it, it always looks glorious. It, it looks brighter. Not all things that glitter is gold. For all I care, everything doesn't really, it's not as they appear. Things don't always appear as the same. Example, uh, a couple, they've been trying to have um, another child, they have just one child, and they saw uh, a neighbor, they have three children, they, you know, they look so uh, like a happy family and all that. But unknown to this other spouse fighting um, a husband about the fact that they don't have children, is that they have just one child and the child has just one year to live because the child is sickle cell. He has just one child to live. Then that, that, that couple too are finding it difficult to have another child. So they adopted two. Amen. So, you know, unknown to her, she, she, she is using those couples that seemingly have three children to fight our own husband. So uh, let us take things easy. Let's let's always go by the word. Let's always stay with the word. Let's always confess the word to knock up all this wrong mindset. Wrong mindset that without money in marriage, there is no love. It's a wrong mindset, please. It's wrong. And you, you cannot enjoy your married life. You cannot enjoy the fullness of what God has in store for us in marriage if we carry uh, on with that mindset that without money, there is no love. Amen. Praise the Lord. And Amen. that is really, really very important. Um, you shouldn't allow money to be uh, the reason you decide mm. to marry someone or not. Uh, the decider or let me say the deciding factor is God mm-hmm. and direction. Uh, money can be available today and then not be available tomorrow. Doesn't mean love will die. Mm-hmm. Money may not be available, may not be enough today, and yet there, be, there may be a surplus oh, tomorrow. Yeah. So if you want to trust God that knows everything about yeah. now, the future, all together mm-hmm. at the same time without yes. without wiping his brow. You want to trust God to help you and give you direction as it relates to who to get married to. You see, this brain is too small to decode who is the best person for us now. Who will still the best? Who will still be the best person in 10 years? Who will still be the best person in 20 years? Who will still be the best person in 30, 40, 50, Mm -hmm. 60? It's only God that can decode that. And so that is why we need God in our relationship decisions. This is why we need God in our marital decisions. There is never a point in life when you are never going to need God. You are always going to need Him because He knows everything and He loves you and He wants the best for you. Now, number nine wrong mindset is that 
the Bible, which is God's principle of learning about marriage, is not necessary. It's no longer relevant for a blissful marriage. It's a wrong mindset. God's word will always be relevant. God's word will always be necessary. The Bible said there was nothing that was created that was created aside from the word. Uh, you see, everything was created by the word. There was nothing that was created aside from God's word. See, the word of God is what began, what began the marriage institution. It is also the same word of God that will sustain the marital covenant. So we need to understand this, that we cannot go far without the word of the living God. And so in our marriage, in our home, in our relationship, we must put a lot of premium on God's word. We must put God's word first place. We must learn to honor God and his word in our marriages, in our home. And when we do that, God will in turn honor us by with peace in our marriages. I pray that God will grant you more understanding. In Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. So we need to understand the importance of God's word. I'll be praying for us in a moment. We have a few minutes left before we go offline. But Pastor Fulvia will quickly run through the last one and then we'll pray with you. Okay, the last one, which is the 10th, um, wrong mindset. Wrong mindset we'll be talking about tonight is that once my children are okay, that's okay. Expecting my husband to love me unconditionally is asking for too much. Yeah, some people like that that just believe, eh, let me just um, stay with the welfare of my children. Once the children are okay, expecting my husband to love me unconditionally, expecting him not to cheat or you know, is, is asking for too much. So people even believe that it's okay for a husband, for a husband to be adulterous, to, to, be, to, to, to flirt around and do all that. It's a very wrong mindset. And now first, uh, John 4 and verse 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear has torment. He that spirit is not made perfect in love. We've said um, so many things about love and all that. So um, I, I just want to encourage us. There is torment with fear. And then if you have perfect love, if you understand what love is, if you understand the marriage covenant, if you understand uh, the thoughts God has for us, Bible says that the thoughts God has towards us are thoughts of good and not of evil to give us an expected end. In our marriage, God has beautiful thoughts for us. God has beautiful plans. God, God has made beautiful um, things ready for us inside marriage. Our marriage is not just uh, a coincidence. It's not just something that God just put up. Okay, let them just marry. No! God is the one that instituted marriage. He, he has something beautiful to happen in, in marriage. And so if you have this perfect love, it will cast away all fears. All fears of of your husband cheating on you, of you not having uh, a marital bliss uh, and all that. Perfect love will cast out fear. And then God will in turn give us peace. He will give us peace in our marriage. 
Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So we've run through 10 points. I believe you have been blessed. This is our midweek service from Shouts of Grace Center. Uh, and now uh, this uh, video will be on IGTV and it will also be on YouTube so you can watch later and go over those points and try to make an inventory of your relationship and marriage and make adjustments where necessary. And we are praying for you. We are praying for you that God will surround you with peace in your relationship and marriage. Can you pray the Holy Ghost? Uh, we just have a few minutes for that. Men and emotions, things are working together for you in your relationship and marriage. Every plan of the devil is destroyed and nullified in the name of Jesus. God's grace is working for you. Things are working out for you in the name of Jesus. God's grace is available for you. In the name of Jesus, we speak to every storm in your relationship and marriage. We speak life into your relationship and marriage. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we pray. We pray that God will indeed honor you in your relationship and marriage. In Jesus' name. Every desire of your heart as it relates to marriage, God will grant it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You will not be confused. You will not be ashamed. Amen. You will not be disconcerted. In the name of the Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. God will honor you Amen. indeed. You will see God Amen. in your marriage. Uh, whatever plan that it seems uh, this COVID period has destabilized and messed up, we pray for a massive restoration Amen. in the name of yes, Jesus. Lord, we declare double for every yes, trouble Lord, in yes, the name Lord. of Jesus. Amen. And God will look at you and have mercy Amen. upon you because it's mercy to surround yes, you in yes, your relationship yes, and marriage. Yes, you will not labor in vain in the name of Jesus. God Amen. will stretch forth his hands of mercy and will, and will oh, gather what has scattered in the name Amen. of the Lord Jesus Christ. God will honor yes, you indeed yes, in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen. Very quickly before we go, we want to pray for you. If you have any sickness or any ailment in your body, put your hands there right now. It doesn't matter whenever you're watching this video. God's healing power is going to come over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for anybody, everybody, anybody listening to us right now. If there be any sickness or any disease, we rebuke that sickness in the name of Jesus. We speak healing over your body right now. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, we proclaim God's healing power in the name of Jesus. We declare you healed right now. Every pain goes, every ache goes, every fever disappears in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pain in the neck is gone in the name of Jesus. Pain in the thigh, right thigh is gone in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Please, if there's any testimony of healing, we'd love you to drop it somewhere in the comment section. We'd love to give all the glory to God. This is our midweek service from Shouts of Grace Center. On Facebook page, you can navigate through the link to uh, drop your offerings or tithe, as the case may be. God will honor you indeed in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. This is Dynamis and Sophia from Shouts of Grace Center. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Amen.
over our tithes. Are we ready? I confess this day to you, Lord God, that I have come into the inheritance which you swore to give me. I was a sinner held in bondage and in darkness by Satan. But I called upon the name of the Lord, and you heard my cry and delivered me from the power and authority of darkness. You lifted me out of my affliction and oppression. You took me in, forgave me, and translated me into the kingdom of your dear son. You made me yours through the blood of Jesus and gave me authority over the evil one. Jesus, as my Lord and high priest, I bring the fruits of my income which you have given me, I expect you to set it before the Father and worship him with it. I rejoice in all the good which you have given to me and my household. I have listened to the voice of the Lord my God and have done according to all that you have commanded me. Now look down from heaven, your holy habitation, and bless me, your son and servant, according to your riches in glory. Bless my job and my work and the work of my hands, as you have promised in your word. I declare the blessing is pouring out, and there is not enough room to receive it. God, you have rebuked the devourer for my sake. The works of my hands are not destroyed and come to nothing. Today, I am experiencing God's supernatural increase, and I walk in it by faith. I worship you, Lord, and I call it done in Jesus' name. And everybody that believes that prayer says, Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take this word of confession as we give our offering. Father, your word says that he who ministers seeds to the sower, would ministers bread for my food and multiplies my seed sown and increases the fruit of my righteousness. Therefore, I am enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. I thank you for it, Lord. I stand on your word on Mark 4.23, which says, If any man has hear to hear, let him hear. So I make the decision right now to receive. I will receive. I will do all the things necessary. I will plant. I am planting now. I put the sickle to the abyss. My confession is on the word. My confession is by faith. In Jesus' name, I receive now by faith the hundredfold return on the seed that is in my hands. I do this in obedience to your word. And Satan, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. You are the persecutor. Take your hands off my money. It is not your seed. It is not your land. It is mine and God's. Stay out of my garden. Stay off my farm. For the harvest is mine. Lord Jesus, I plant this seed into shouts of grace center and believe in its return because you said it. I dedicate it to your service, to your affairs in Jesus' name. It will be as the loaves and fishes where you used the hundredfold principles to feed the people. Amen. And everybody that believes that prayer says indeed, Amen. If you are here this morning 
and you have not given your life to Jesus, I would like to present us an opportunity to do so. It is the greatest decision you will ever take in your life. If you are making that decision this morning, say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I declare you died for my sin. You rose up on a third day. From today, I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. In Jesus' name. Congratulations if you prayed that prayer. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to God's kingdom. Please kindly leave a comment or send us a message on any of our social media handles so that we can send you the relevant materials. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Dunamis and Sophia Noel and part by the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Shouts of Grace Center, and Kisses and Hopes Club, an online ministry to singles and married couples. Connect with us on Instagram at Pastor Dunamis, at Pastor Sophia Bola, at Shouts of Grace Center, at KC underscore global, on Facebook at KC Global. On Mixlr at KHC Global. Visit our website www.kissesandhooks.com. Via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com. To partner with us, kissesandhooks.com slash partnership. God bless you.